This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you in part by Rosedale Communications, offering author-centric literary consulting, writing, and editing services to help you capture your voice, craft your message, edit your content, and publish your completed manuscript for business or ministry online at craftingyourmessage.com. Hey there, it's producer Michael Miracle here. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. We are your on-air resource as a workplace believer. And check out our website for tons more I Work For Him resources. We've got blogs and podcasts and reading material and all sorts of fun stuff there. Plus, a link to listen to the live show several times a day. Yep, head to the website. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And the listen tab's up there on the top left. Click that, then click the live link, and you can listen to us live every weekday. That's IWorkForHim.com. I work the number for him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our nine to five. This is the I Work For Him podcast. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him this afternoon as we go all the way to North Dakota, eh? That's right, for a show today. But it's kind of remote. We're not up there, you know, because it's still too cold up north. But before we get to our guest today, really want to invite you to get out onto our website and do a few things. Go to iWorkForHim.com. That's iWork4Him.com. And find out all the different times of the day we're streaming. That's one thing we'd love for you to be able to do. Love for you to be able to access all of the podcasts. We've got over a thousand past shows of that are dealing with tons and tons of workplace topics. Love for you to be able to access that huge treasure trove of information. Find out all the different stations we play on all over the country. That's fantastic. We've got just high out there to all of the First Coast people up in Northeast Florida, Southern, Southeastern Georgia, all over the Tampa Bay region from Ocala to Fort Myers to Disney to Lakeland and all over Tampa Bay. So grateful that you've tuned in today. The big, the other big thing, Martha, and I love to be able to do is check us out by calling us. Yeah. So we have a caller listener line. I work for him listener line and it is 866-713-9675. And Jim, I just want to highlight that every day we play a little spot that is by our book sponsor and they publish books they help write books they help people get the book out of them and onto paper and they give away a different book every week and so we want people to call in to get that book but we also will have an additional book right that we'll be giving away and today, today we're going to give away from our, our book. Guests. that's right but so we- call 866-713-9675 and we'll give it that number many times during yes. the show today. But we'd love for you to also use that number to give us some feedback. Give us some, if you've got thoughts and maybe you know of somebody really living out their faith vibrantly in their workplace, we'd love to hear from you. 866-713-9675. I'm just going to do a throwdown. Jacksonville First Coast listeners oh, yeah. tend to be the better callers. Oh. So I'm just going to throw that out there that, you know, other people that are listening, um, just pick up the phone. You know, it's one thing um, to listen to the show. Another way to interact is to call in and leave us a short message. We'd love to hear from you. And um, I'm just going to put that throw down out there. So I know probably Jacksonville will call because, you know, they're just very, they're really good about picking up the phone. So maybe it's because their traffic is different, but I don't know. But we're thankful for all of our listeners. And please give us a shout out on our listener line. All right. There's always a new generation coming. But things are different this time. When the traditionalists raised up the boomers, they did it differently than their parents. When the boomers raised the Xers, they did it differently too. Now the Xers are raising the millennials and the digital gen. Because kid people have kids way later. 
because of the ripping of the fabric, the very tearing of the fabric of our society, these generations, these next generations of leaders have grown up with little or no mentoring or discipling, with little or no positive influence from an elder or even access to elders. They're naturally skeptical. They're in search of the great why. We must ask ourselves, does it matter? Do millennials matter? Uh, Danita Bai asked that question, and she wrote a whole book about it. To be honest, it's not just answering that question, because that one's easy. Of course they matter. God created them. But how do we shape them into the next greatest generation? That's what Danita Bai provides in, your late, in her latest book, Millennials Matter, Proven Strategies for Building Your Next Gen Leader. It's the workbook to get it done. Danita Bai, welcome to I Work For Him. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Well, we're excited just to hear about your, to hear some of your story and to be able to experience it. But let's just start off with how, we always ask this question of every guest. How did you become a Christ follower? Oh, that's one of my favorite stories. <laughs> and, you know, there's a, a number of phases. I believe when I was about three years old, somewhere in there, I believe that my teacher at that time must have asked the question because I have incredible, wonderful memories of running into the Sunday Sunday, Sunday school classroom with, uh, with joy and exuberation. Mm-hmm. And then the first time I went to Bible camp, First evening, Sunday evening, they asked for a, uh, you know, the people come forward. And before you knew, I was the first one up there. <laughs> um, and uh, the, the time in my life that is probably the most impactful for me is when I was 12 years old. Uh, my mom says on the outside, I look like I was happy. I look like I was engaged. Um, But inside, when I was alone at night, I often thought about suicide. Mm. And it was Mother's Day, 1972, 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm laying in my bed, and I cry out to God, if you are there, I need to know for sure. And then, you know, sometimes your prayers are don't even make sense. And I said, if you're not there, could you leave me alone? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it doesn't even make sense. But my world changed. And it went from, uh, for those of us who are old enough to remember, my world went from black and white television to high def TV. Mm. Uh, And that's a time when my world view became changed because I realized that I was loved and cared for uh, by my creator. That's so, And of course, you know how it is. It's a journey from there, but that was a, a key catalytic moment for me. Mm, that's fabulous. Thank you so much for sharing that. So, Janita, we're talking today about the book that you've recently written called Millennials Matter. What drove you to actually write that book? The catalyst, it's a great question because I'm a business consultant and I'm out doing my life, doing my work, helping my clients. And I had a conversation with my 23-year-old son that was the final catalyst that God used to get my attention. 
uh, he had been to, he had announced he was going to a leadership conference where some of my favorite leaders were going to be there. Uh, John Ortberg was speaking and Patrick Lencioni and Condoleezza Rice. And um, and I have to admit, I was a, a little bit of an over-exuberant mom because the conference ended at 12 o'clock and I called him at 12.03 to debrief. <laughs> <laughs> and I was expecting him to be super excited about this nugget and this idea. And he was, well, I mean, he was 23. I mean, he was, it was just, and you know, and he. I don't know. He just wasn't, I don't know, nothing hit him. Mm-hmm. And right in the middle of his malaise, he, I felt the, a shift come over him, even through the phone lines, the phone waves. And his voice had got deeper with more gravitas and there was such a shift that I go I better pay attention and he said mom I have a message for you you must prioritize passing your leadership wisdom and insight to the next generation Hmm. (laughs) And, and because yeah, you know how it is. You just, I just go. This is not my son talking to me. This is the Holy Spirit using my son to get a message to the core of my being. Mm. And you were listening. Well, uh, you know what? Uh, what I've learned is you, you better listen, or you're going to get the message a gazillion more times until you do listen. <laughs> Hit Isn't over the head, true? yes, for sure. Isn't that true? For sure. So crazy when that kind of stuff happens. So let me ask this question: So what? What did he experience at that conference that led him to make that statement? Do you know? That is a great question. I haven't asked him that. Hmm. Um. One of the things that did happen is uh, I'm a <laughs> I'm an extrovert, which means that I often have to process things with people out loud. Yes. And so as I'm talking with people about this message, this experience, uh, the main pushback that I got from colleagues was, come on, Danita, you're a baby boomer. What in the world do you have to share with millennials? I mean, if millennials need any information, they just go, they go out to Google or YouTube or maybe go to a leadership, you know, seminar. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. Good point. So I sat down with my son, Weston, and I asked him that. And when we come back... We're going to hear the rest of this story. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Danita, by right before the break, you were talking about how your son says you were telling him, hey, you guys have access to all of the greatest leaders of the world because they've got them all accessed on YouTube. What was his response? And he said, Mom, that's not what we need. What we need are leaders who are going to walk along beside us every day in the workforce and to show us how it works and how do we live out our faith in the rubber meets the road parts of life. And I thought that was pretty insightful. How old was he when he said this? Yeah, that's pretty amazing. 23. Wow. You got a really bright son. 
<laughs> well, and what I've also come to realize is that is this is not just a call from my son to me. Right. This is a call from this generation to all of us to step up to the plate. You know, one of the scriptures that I come back to often is uh, David in Psalm 71. And, and I call this scripture that it's the test of our generation. And he says, even when I am old and gray, oh God, do not forsake me. And then here's this one. Until I declare your strength to this generation, until I declare mm-hmm. your power to all who are to come. That's our stewardship responsibility as followers of Christ is to make certain that we are nurturing and building and discipling the next generation about how to live out their faith every single day, regardless of their career calling. So really, your son helped you write this book because he's the one that got yes. you, he got you off center and said, Mom. You need to get this done. That's just fantastic. And I love the fact that he didn't just say, hey, mom, we need to know how to live our lives in a workplace. He's, he's live out our faith in everything that we do, live out our faith in all aspects of life. I, yeah. I love that. That's just fantastic. You know, it really, it, it, what's making sense about this conversation so far is the fact that we've been told over and over again, millennials are looking for authenticity. And that really is the nugget of what you're saying. They don't want to just watch a speaker on YouTube. They want somebody that will walk beside them and show them how it's done. And that's authentic discipleship and relationship. You, um, so that that is a great um, connection there. I love that. Danita, let me just ask this question. I mean, you know, okay, so Martha and I are at the old end of the Xer generation, and the Xers, mm-hmm. you know, they're 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 the youngest of them are in their late thirties now. But I don't, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much talk about the millennial generation and the upcoming digital generation that you know they're they're graduating from high school now. Mm-hmm. How come I never heard that much talked about my generation? You hear a lot about the boomers, you hear a lot about the traditionalists, <laughs> but it's kind of like us Xers, nobody even cared. So why so much? It Attention on this millennial generation. Oh, that, that's a great question. I think one of the reasons that there's so much attention is because they do value things so much differently than the baby boomers. Specifically, um, which many of the you know many of the baby boomers are uh, retiring. Uh, you know, there's mm-hmm. a massive exodus from the um, as they go on. So, right. you know, there's a couple of things that I think of. One is that um, 72% of millennials, when we interview them, want regular feedback on how they're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, in the older generation, if they got a performance appraisal uh, once a year, Man, you know, that was really progressive because there were a lot of people who never got any performance appraisal or any feedback. Right. This generation, no way. You have, we, if we are going to help them to grow and maximize, we need to continue, we need to be very intentional about daily. Well, yeah, I was going to say, you, you said regular uh, performance evaluations. They're not just looking, I mean, it was funny. We had, um, 
uh, Hayden Shaw on the on the show about a year and a half ago. And we talked about this, how the traditionalists never got reviews. The boomers got reviews on an annual basis and us Xers for the most part as well. But the millennials, they want reviews on an hourly basis. They want to know they, they want <laughs> constant. They want constant feedback because that's what they're used to. Their social media gives them constant feedback. They're the first generation that is electronically connected all the time. Yes. And this was insightful. I actually got this input from a client of mine about two weeks ago. Um, They said they actually don't want feedback. They want feed forward. They don't want to analyze what happened an hour ago or yesterday. They want to know about what might I do better next time or in the future. So it's Mm. much more growth oriented than I'll call it critique oriented. And that was, that's a, I believe is a very important word shift. Mm -hmm. Can you give us an example of that? Give us an example of that because I'm not sure I understand. Well, um, so, uh, so, so let's say that, that they had project that they did yesterday. Um, So, uh, so one option would be to say, hey, you know, let's look at this. I'll say it's an article that you had them write. So it was an article. And you know what? You know, we didn't have the, you know, the uh, we, we need to really pull out the topic sentence. You know, you should have pulled off the, the topic sentence here. Mm. And we could have made this, uh, you know, a little bit tighter. So that would be feedback. What they want is feed forward. So we're writing this article. Um, uh, let's really pull, let, uh, let's really make this topic sentence succinct. And what might be some ways that we can really kind of tie this article together uh, that we're working with? Hmm. So one is looking back and critiquing and the other one is looking forward about how we can improve. Does that help? It does help. And and I think when when people get a copy of this book, which we're going to give away a copy of Danita's book today, Millennials Matter, Proven Strategies for Building Your Next Gen Leader, uh, 866-713-9675. I got everything backwards today. 866-713-9675. 866-713-WORK. Call, get a copy. We've got one to give away today, Millennials Matter by Danita Byte. Now, once that one's gone, you can always go on to Danita's website, which is Danita, D-A-N-I-T-A-B-Y-E dot com, com, and buy your own copy. That's right. And I, so, will, and I oh. will autograph it also. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That is great. Well, and, and Wait a minute. So the one I'm giving away isn't autographed. It's so oh. like... like Wait, wait a minute. You said, that, oh, no, no. Yeah, I it found is. It. You, you just did. didn't you turn did. enough pages. I didn't pages. turn enough pages. Okay, sorry. So before we go back into this, let's just talk about who this book is written to, just Ooh, to give question. people an understanding. This isn't a book to hand to your millennial. Is that correct? It's a great question. The, the core target audience is to a uh, business owner who recognizes that in order to grow their business, to maximize their business, that they need to invest in the millennials uh, within their sphere, within their business. 
And so it's written as a, a handbook or a tool that if you if you're looking for some ideas, you could flip to anywhere in the book, mm-hmm. pick out some practical go-to ideas on how you can help in mentoring and coaching and building your next gen leader. So Fabulous. that's the core. And parents and grandparents and school teachers and principals and um I, 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 I'm amazed at how God is using the book. You made a great point, grandparents, because how many grandparents sit at home and go, I just don't know how to relate to my grandchildren. I just don't know how to lead them or mentor them or, you know, be the grandparent that I need to be to them. Um, but they and they this will help them to get some better understanding of how to do that. So we hope somebody will call in and get it. And then beyond that, everybody just go to Danita's website and get yourself a copy or two. So 866-713-9675-866-713-9675 or Danita online at danitabuy.com, danitabuy.com. Danita, you wrote this just really quick, 30 seconds. You wrote this in a different format. It's not just I'm going to I'm gonna put all of my knowledge on a piece of paper. You wrote this more in, in a different fashion. It's shaped more like a workbook. Yeah, you know, it really is. So first of all, I think leaders are incredibly busy people. And for the most part, we don't have time to sit down and read read a book. We need something quick, actionable today. Mm. And so I put it in small, bite-sized pieces with uh, bullets and uh, chunks that literally someone could, could read one page in a minute and walk away with something actionable that they can do with their next gen leader. Guys, when we first heard about this book, and Danita reached out to us because somebody up in Minneapolis told her about our radio show. I read it. And I'm like, wow, this is perfect because every one of us out there listening is going, how do we hear so much about the millennials? But Martha, we they're so they, they think different as a as a well, we've got two millennials, two out of three kids are millennials. It. it it's just a different generation, yet they desperately, we need to understand them. We do. And so um, we're excited that there's a resource now available to them, to people to say, um, here's what to do and here's how to lead them, how to come alongside them and to um, employ them really. And or as we talked about, you know, parent them, grandparent them, mentor them. Maybe that you have a nephew in your life that you just need to be able to connect with. But a lot of times we hold the millennials out there, you know, just at arm's length and like, I don't really know what to do with them. We give them them our cell phones and say, could you fix this? And I, you know, you know, firsthand, Jim, when I was in Christian retail, um, millennials were my, were my biggest employees. And um, I loved leading them, but it, it takes a lot of different ways of thinking and creativity. So here it is all in a handbook. People can go to it, use it as a resource, and hopefully it will change some people's businesses around. Right. Now, Danita, when you wrote this book, you have lots of, I mean, you have lots of feedback from millennials in here. You've got these little sections, Mm -hmm. a word from a millennial, which is Mm -hmm. what a fabulous resource. Instead of just taking some generation Xers, uh, you know, opinion on this whole deal. How about a word from a millennial all through? I mean, it's, that's just, I love that. Who came up with that idea? Well, it really, it was by getting pushback from colleagues who, who again said, did they, just kind of rolled their eyes at me and said, come on, Danita, what do you, what do you know about millennials and what they need? And I thought, well, okay, well, 
maybe they're true. And so um, I, when I finished the manuscript or close to finishing the manuscript, I gave it to 12 millennials whom I trust. So, you know, that is the key. These were millennials to my trust. And I said, okay, rip it apart. Uh, When you read something, if you have a thought that pops into your head, let me know what it is. Um, Because uh, I just needed to test the material. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I have included throughout those books uh, most of the feedback they gave me, um, and pretty much unedited. I maybe put a comma or a period in periodically, <laughs> but it's unedited. Are you saying millennials uh, struggle with their, awesome. you know, with their grammar? <laughs> but that was very brave of you it to was. say, this is what I believe is true and helpful. How do you guys feel? How much did they trash your manuscript? <laughs> you know what? They didn't. In fact, uh, the responses were overwhelmingly positive. Uh, two things. One, oh, these are some places that I can be growing in. Hmm. Uh, because 91% of millennials when surveyed aspire to leadership. 91%. So for them to interact with a, a leadership resource and to get some insight about what they can be looking for mm-hmm. in companies and culture and to get some additional language and structure around that, um, as well as to look at what are some things that they might do to become become stronger leaders. Mm. So, well, let's talk about that. As we're talking today with Danita Bai about her book, Millennials Matter, check her out online, Danita Bai, B-Y-E dot com, Danita Bai dot com. Danita, you know, as a great biblical example, Moses spent 40 years discipling Joshua to prepare him for taking over when Moses died. I mean, it was very intentional. Yet something dropped after that. I mean, did Joshua do the same thing before he died? Well, when you look at scripture, you don't see that degree of intentionality, do you? No, it really drops off. And... And we see the consequences of that when we look through the, you know, the biblical storyline. Yeah, I mean, the nation of Israel suffered because of a lack of intentionality of discipling the next generation. And that's really the crisis we have here in our country today, isn't it? You know, it is. And it's a tough one because... We have, as baby, and I'm I'm speaking from a baby boomer's perspective. Our culture has told us that you work like crazy, you climb the ladder, and then you get to retire, and then you get to do all the fun things that you want to do, you know, golf and travel and et cetera. And um, but that that is a, I believe, a false narrative. I believe that everything that's been happening, and I would submit even retirement and entering into that next phase, that everything has been created and can be nurtured to be fed into the next generation. Hmm. Uh, that in the 
in the uh, making of a leader by uh, Bobby Clinton, which is one of my favorite leadership books. It's called Convergence. Everything in life comes together for that final stage uh, of leadership convergence, which is where we actually have the maximum impact, leadership impact. Well, let's get specific because, you know, as, as we talked today with Danita Bai, who, who wrote this incredible book, Millennials Matter. Danita, I want to get specific. As Martha and I, we raised two millennials. They're in their mid-20s, and we've got one, we've got one very young exer. Um, I want to talk about the... You break up the book into three sections. You broke it up into strength yep. and character and lead with confidence and engage with collaboration. I don't, we're not going to be able to get into all the details of your book because your book is filled with all kinds of great and information. we don't want to give it all away oh, no, we, don't. we want them to read we the book. We want them to read the book and get the book at <laughs> DanitaBuy.com. DanitaBuy.com. Well, let's talk about strength and character because if, if I were to focus on one part of your book that I think is the most important part, it's the character part. Because that's one thing that I've heard from many millennials is they don't trust the leadership above them because of character flaws. They have seen yeah. – because most of the millennials grew up under presidencies that compromised – on on significant events and they they've seen lots of political leaders and church leaders fall and there are lots of examples where they're like we don't naturally trust leaders over us and it goes down to the character thing how how did i mean how do you build trust with a millennial that's a great question because you're absolutely right. They do not naturally trust or respect us. And that's very different because, uh, you know, let's say 20, 30, 40 years ago, there may, we respected elders. Mm-hmm. Culture has changed. They do not naturally respect or trust us. So how do we earn that? And one of the ways of earning that is, uh, I call it relational capital, which means hanging out and listening, asking questions, being authentic about this is where I struggled. This is, man, it's just, it, there's a lot of hanging out time and being real. Mm. And that's, that's hard for us. And it's hard for us in a couple of ways. One is that we think that we have earned, I mean, we, we have done, we have done this school of hard knocks and we have all this insight and we want to tell. Well, they don't want to listen until they know that we care about them and love them and respect them and honor them. But that's not really that new of an idea. The, the whole we want to we we don't care what you know until we know that you care. I mean, that's been around for a long time. But but it's it's different than that, isn't it? Well, yes, it has been around for a long time. And how good are we at implementing and executing on it? Mm. Yeah, that's that's a really good point, because, you know, I just think of a lot of people in our generation, Jim, that um, we 
okay, we talk about wanting to rest and sit and relax and enjoy the weekend or whatever <laughs> it might be, but we're little worker bees. And, and you know, and that, and so we look at other generations and we're talking about the millennials here, you know, they're this relate building relational capital can seem very unproductive in the checklist categories, you know, but yet it's what you're saying is it's the incredibly productive part of building um, the relationship. So how do we get past that, that mindset and just say this investment of time is valuable for them? Or maybe what does it look like? Yeah, it could be. I I mean, you know, we think of, of Jesus, Jesus had a lot of hanging out time with the disciples. Yes, there was teaching time and, you know, there's everything else. But there's a lot of just hanging out time, you know, having meals together. And do you think they had coffee back then? (laughs) Did they they hang around and drink coffee? (laughs) Some sort of something. (laughs) You know, Mm. but that that relationship time is so critical. I had yeah. one uh, leader come up to me and he goes, um, he goes, Danita, he says great books. But I said, I, he goes, I, I just have a question. There's something in here that seems a little weird. I'm okay. He goes, it just seems like you mention a lot about the importance of listening, really listening and asking questions to, to understand and get clarity. He goes, if I had to critique the book, you just talked about it way too often. (laughs) (laughs) And you responded lovingly. (laughs) Well, you know, it's the message that I need to hear personally. Sure. Danita, before we get back into talking about the, the other two segment sections of your book, you teach this stuff all over the country. I know you live in North Dakota, eh? And I have to say it like that. <laughs> Having grown up in Minnesota, when I, you know North Dakota was basically a barren wasteland when I left Minnesota. So now it's, it's got a million. Now. Yeah, now it's got yes. a million people all seeking oil. It's like the Beverly Hillbilly story all over again. But you go all over the country teaching about the this subject. Tell people what they'll find on your website and how they can engage with you in speaking and webinars and things like that. Yeah, so my uh, core business is helping business leaders get their millennial sales teams on track. So uh, when you go to the website, there'll be a whole host of different resources and ideas about a, uh, how to hire, train, develop, and mentor um, uh, millennial salespeople. And in addition to that, uh, when it comes to just leadership training in general for millennials and helping business leaders and leaders in general know how to manage and work with this generation. Uh, we've got a upcoming six part webinar series. I have, uh, I write weekly, um, uh, a blog on some tactical, practical do's. So I try to make everything I do actionable. Nice. I love oh. that. Okay. And your energy comes across in the things that I have read and things like that. So I think that people will be very um, much able to engage when they go to your website. So mm-hmm. I just want to encourage that. I hope that. so. Yeah. yeah. And there, yeah. is there always another webinar series coming up? Or, or I There know is got always. One, there's always another one coming up. Yes, All right. So are. people can check that out online, danitabuy.com, danitabuy.com. 
All right. Now, the the second segment or section of the book is lead with confidence. As I understand it from reading the book, millennials want to make an impact. They, they If they feel that their job isn't accomplishing making an impact, they want to move on. Why is impact so important to these this next generation of millennials when you know when all of us we were just happy to make a paycheck we were just happy to make a paycheck <laughs> and uh it was i had a uh i had an interesting conversation with a millennial yesterday who said um from his perspective he said you know we have he goes our much of our home lives were broken and when we go home in the evening, a lot of us are just spending time connecting on social media. So when we come to work, we want to connect. We want to belong. We want to be be a part of something bigger that's serving the world because we don't get it anywhere else. That is a really good synopsis of of what they've experienced because I'd never really thought about it that way. I, so, I he just said it with incredible clarity. Yes, and I believe that we, as the body of Christ and Christian leaders, have the have the the worldview that will that is can be very attractive to millennials. They want, they, they're looking for purpose. They want to know that what they do makes sense and that we're serving. And as Christian leaders, that's who we are. We are about servant leadership. Mm-hmm. And we know that everything we do in life has a spiritual significance. And so I believe that that can set our businesses, our work, our entities, our lives apart so that millennials will find that attractive. Well, you said something offline before we came back to the show is that it's really the test of the next generation. What do you mean? No, test the of test our, of our well, generation. Excuse me, the test of yeah, our generation. You know, it, it, it goes back to uh, what King David said. Uh, when I am old and gray, oh God, do not forsake me until I declare your strength to this generation. So as we are, it's the end of our lives and we're standing before the great I am. And our life is being weighed. Um, you know, our works are being tested. Um, And I think one of the things that God is going to ask us about is how did you steward the young up-and-coming leaders that I put into your midst? I put them into your business. I put them into your neighborhood. I put them into fill-in-the-blank. Tell me how you stewarded and discipled those people. And I believe we're going to get asked that question. Well, we're getting right now. We're getting asked that question by the millennials. They're like, well, what are you doing? I mean, we need, I, I need somebody in my life feeding into me. And, and it's, yeah. we've talked about it on this show 
dozens and dozens of times. And one of the greatest opportunities for us as Christ followers in the workplace is that there's a whole bunch of generations and it's not just the millennials. They just get all, they're getting all the attention, yes. but the Xers also grew up in broken homes where things were yeah. meaning, where, where they didn't find meaning at home and they're looking for meaning too. This opportunity for the boomers and the older Xers and the traditionalists that are still in the workplace to feed into these younger people because young people today just don't get access to old people. And I'm yeah, going to add, and I'm going to add to that those that are even out of the workplace that have that have hung up their hat. Oh, yeah. They have so much left to offer, and why not challenge yourself to fill your time with feeding into future leaders, Christian leaders, uh, you know, potentially becoming Christ followers if they're not already, and mentoring them into great leadership for the kingdom. Do you ever get a chance to talk to, to retired people, Danita, and challenge them? At, hey, by the way, get off the golf course and get off the beach looking for <laughs> seashells. Get out of your boat and start investing in the next generation. Do you get a chance to speak like that to people? Absolutely. Absolutely, because I am just passionate. I, I believe this is a test of our generation that we yep. are going to be held accountable to this. Yep. And I'm not yep. surprised by your answer at all, because I'm like, you go, girl. You go tell them. <laughs> and we've done the same thing. Yes. We've got an opportunity to speak to my our, our parents' uh, uh small groups, which has got 50 people in it. I've done this. I've had this conversation multiple times, yep. but it's so out of the box and the church isn't talking a lot about it. I mean, it's, it's a tough but Yeah. One. You're telling the retired people that they have value to still give and they are not hearing that a lot of places. And it really feeds into them to go, I still have value. So we love having that conversation. All right. The last section mm-hmm. of the show, Danita, or of the book, Danita by that you wrote millennials matter proven strategies for building your next gen leader that you can find out. Our listeners can find on DanitaBuy.com, D-A-N-I-T-A-B-Y-E.com. You wrote, engage with collaboration. And if there's one word that really describes the next generations, it's collaboration. Where did they learn that whole, to, to have a collaborative spirit? Where did that come from? Well, here's what I'm finding. I did a survey of over 300 leaders as part of my research for the book. And a large percentage of them responded that, yes, in many ways they're collaborative, especially when it comes to technology and especially when they have good working relationships. But when it comes to difficult topics where there's a difference of opinion, challenging people, multi-generational teamwork, the breakdown happens. Mm. And so what the business leaders are telling me is that this is an area where, again, we can step up and mentor and coach is how do we both respect ourselves and respect the other person enough and how they're wired to be able to. Uh, collaborate and have creative dialogue. So are you saying that they have a hard time working through conflict? Yeah. Because that that is something you see on the news every day that it it seems like the these activist groups that are full of younger people, they don't have any tolerance for people that have a different opinion than them. They they don't um and it becomes toxic. Uh, And it's detrimental to everybody because for true collaboration, you need to bring, everybody needs to bring their ideas to the table and then let's 
you know, let's intermix those and let's, uh, you know, col- collide them to be able to bring forth even better ideas and more creativity and more innovation. And when we've got a shutdown in communication, everybody loses. Mm. Danita Bai, you are a wealth of information, and we're so excited that you shared some of this today on iWorkFram. Get a copy of Danita's book, Millennials Matter, on her website, danitabai.com, danitabai.com, Millennials Matter, and they really do. Danita Bai, thank you so much for being on iWorkFram today. It's been a blast. Thank you. Hey, maybe thank one you. day we'll be able to do it on location in North Dakota. That'd be great. I'd love <laughs> oh, it. Oh, I'd love it. That would be awesome. <laughs> thank you, Danita. Bye. We'll be we'll, we'll be back the next day with the I Work for Him. I don't know why I just said that, but we're really excited that you guys tune into I Work for Him every day. Thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to I Work for Him with your host Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for, for Him. him.